0: This is Daisenshu EX, the podcast, episode fifty-five for the week of December tenth,
1: two thousand
0: six. Hey there! Welcome to Daisenshu EX,
2: the podcast,
0: an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site,
2: Daisenshu EX. We cover anything and
0: everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening, and just a little bit of entertaining,
2: too. Because entertaining is good. Entertaining is what we aim for. What up? I am full from dinner, my friend. This is true. Always good stuff. Yes. Other than that, I am fine. How are you? I'm kicking it old school. Oh, are you now? Yeah. You managed to do this in the comfort of your own home. How?
0: Uh, I have no idea where to go with this. I'm just gonna move on. I'm sorry. I just gotta question everything you say. I know. That's why I love you. Thanks. We have a fun episode in that it's going to be all over the place. Some segments were recorded days ago, and we're going to kind of go back and forth between them all. Uh, I guess we should say who we are. I am Mike Labrie. Perhaps you know me as Vegito EX.
2: And over here to my less than proverbial right, who are you? I am... What are you doing here? I live here. Oh, Um, right. Occasionally I cook the meals and take care of the cats. Right. But mostly I lounge and am on this podcast. And you play Zelda. Yeah. That's about it. I guess I work too. You have a job? Yeah, actually.
0: Because, you know, when I leave in the morning, you're still here. And when I get back, you're here. Oh. So for all I know, you actually just stay here and play Zelda.
2: That is extremely suspicious and I don't blame you.
0: But, you know, I can check the Wii logs and see how long you've played. So you're Mary, the Zelda... Player lady.
2: Yeah, and sometimes I know things about Dragon Ball.
0: This is very true. Although sometimes you don't.
2: Oh, yeah, that's the most embarrassing thing. And And sometimes
0: I fuck it up too, so it's not all just you.
2: We're going to get to that. We will. In just a minute.
0: We should say that Julian is not here with us as we record the intro to the episode, but he was around for pretty much the rest of the episode as we recorded it days ago. So you'll hear Julian popping in when we do the interview. Uh, So check that out later in the episode, and he's got his uh, ABC's News around for Mary's Top 5 list. So Mr. Julian from Daisenshu EX will be around, coming very soon. Mary, uh, before we get to our little errata, is there any uh, fun Dragon Ball stuff going on lately? Well, for me, I just wanted to say that the other day at the mall, we were uh, doing some Christmas shopping, and I randomly came across the Pioneer disc of DBZ Movie 2. Oh right, and my copy's all scratched up, so I said I'm probably not gonna find this anywhere else for a while, so I grabbed it.
2: Yeah, for a minute there, I was confused as to why you're buying it, but your logic makes sense. It doesn't. I mean, to- it just means you're buying it for the fifth time.
0: Yeah, I, I know. That's okay. So let's get to our little errata for this episode. I didn't catch this last week. You didn't catch this last week. And we just kind of did it without Julian because we did the episode without Julian last week, right?
2: I, I don't remember.
0: I have no idea where we are, what's going on. Uh, last no, he, week, he
2: was there for that one. Was he? Yeah.
0: Who are you? Who am I? What is Dragon Ball? Who is Daisuke
2: Gordy? Um, he's not a guy that plays Shenlong.
0: <laughs> Mary, your top five list last week was a list that I came up with, and we kind of went back and forth on the uh, characters and the voices that we picked for it. And for some reason, the both of us totally fucked this up.
2: Daisuke Goree did not play Shenlong. Whoops, our bad. Don't we look silly? We'll have to change the images on this list, too. Yeah. And I'll put my honorary yes. runner-up as That's number five, and that would be Ox King. Yeah. Uh, Kenji Utsumi played
0: Shenlong in the original, not Daisuke Gori. Uh, As awesome as that would probably be, I think he fits that character pretty well. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Just seemed like his attitude would fit maybe more Poronga than Shenlong. Ah, whatever. So we messed that up. Another thing that we kind of sort of not really messed up, but we danced around it and didn't get too much in depth. Let's clarify. Our Kayo, kaio sama that Goku meets. and You know, the one that thinks he's funny. Yeah, the one – well, they all think they're funny. (laughs) True. The one we're most familiar with. He oversees the northern galaxy. He's the northern Kaio. Now, we were talking about Namek and what galaxy that's in with Paiko and all that. We actually don't, as far as I know, have any concrete proof evidence of what specific galaxy Namek is in. We thought we had some kind of little thing. We've been going back on the forum a lot about this, picking up dialogue here and charts and diagrams there. We really don't know what galaxy uh, Namek is in. I think it's pretty safe to say that it's in a completely different galaxy than Paikuhan is from.
2: Yes, I think we could still make that claim.
0: Right. It doesn't quite seem like Namek is in the northern galaxy, but, I don't know, maybe you can check out this thread on our message board, and if you have any other things you want to pop in, I scanned some stuff from Daisenshu and there's also something from another one of the books, uh, Landmark or Forever, I don't quite remember which one. So check all that out. And now that we've uh, made up for looking like assholes on the last show, let's move on into the news. Not a whole bunch of news, but uh, we just want to follow up on this One Piece Dragon Ball crossover. Very sweet. If you haven't heard about this, you, you need to keep up on Dyson the podcast. Tell you all about this stuff. Or at the very least,
2: Dyson the website.
0: That's right. The website gets the news first because I can type, type, type. Actually, I made Julian do that one. It was great to have Julian update the site again. Yeah, I've, I miss I seeing bumble- his name up there. Poor dude. He is so busy with school stuff. and I'm like, update the site because you actually know what's going on. So in case you don't know, Oda, the author of One Piece, and Toriyama, the author of Dragon Ball, are collaborating together this coming Christmas in a special double issue of Weekly Jump. I believe it's four and five for 2007. And how that works out to it coming out on Christmas in 2006, I don't know. So what we know now is that it's going to be 19 pages and there's going to be a color page. So that is super, super spiffy. We must get this. Must. Where are we going to be around this time? Are we going to have time? Because we're going to Chicago for New Year's. Are we going to have time to get to New York to get
2: it? Um, Chicago has its own Chinatown, so perhaps we can find if there's a bookstore. We could order it online, but then you know it's not going to arrive in time. Well, I need to have like eight copies for myself anyways. <laughs> pretty <laughs> much. Because
0: I'm a nerd. <laughs> so we'll have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it for the news. So we're going to move into the episode, and before we start this interview, I guess I uh, should say this is where Julian's going to pop in, so you'll hear Mr. Deep Voice himself here, and we did an interview with Skit Zero from DBZ Season 3, an old website from around 1999, but we'll do that formal introduction with Skits and all that great stuff in the interview, and we'll also talk about his auction, which is live as of this recording, a couple days left on it, all the you. So uh, here you go. We are proud to present you with another Daisenshu EX exclusive interview. We have an interview for everyone this week, hot on the heels of the Steve Simmons interview. We're kicking it old school once again. We have a special guest with us this week. This is someone whom we've known for a while online, has made uh, a bit of a presence in the past, and is uh, back in touch with us. And this is always a good thing. We have with us this evening, Mr. Skits. Hello. How nice you be here. doing? Skit Zero, I guess. Yeah. Yay! That's the full. But just Skits as we all know you. So you're here for a couple reasons. One is you're awesome and we want to talk to you. Thanks. And the second reason is a very thinly veiled um, plug for an auction. Yes, yes. <laughs> for lots of cool books. <laughs> but we'll get to that later. The first thing I need to know... Even before we introduce who you are and what you've done, where does your name come from?
1: My name? Um, well, actually, my old screen name mm-hmm. when I was uh, in middle school was uh, Pygma Danga from uh, Star Fox 64. All right. And, and around that time, I was starting to, you know, starting to talk to girls and whatnot, and I, I didn't feel like giving them Pigma Danga something. You know, <laughs> know. I thought that this sounded cooler. It gotcha. doesn't really mean anything, but I just thought it sounded cool. Oh, it's
0: one of those names that doesn't mean anything. We actually have Star Fox 64 plugged into our N64 at this very moment. Oh, I see. <laughs> just figured I'd put that out there. So, we got skits. Now, for those of you who have been around for a long time, and by long time, I actually mean a long time. We're talking before 2000 here. In 1999, I believe, a little site came out called... DBZ Season 3, is that not correct?
1: Yeah, that's, that's correct.
0: All right. So you ran this site, and uh, it was primarily concerned with and about the third season of Dragon Ball Z as produced by Funimation?
1: Yeah, you know, that was the, the hot topic at the time, so...
0: Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> well, let's take it back even before then. How did you get into the show in the first place?
1: Well, actually, I remember spending the night at one of my friends' house, and uh, in the morning, one of the old... Uh, saban or saban or however it's called episodes were on and uh-huh. uh, my friend was like oh this show is so cool did you ever see it and i was just kind of trying to play along i was like oh yeah that's, it's, it's really cool and then i watched <laughs> it and i was like yeah it's, it's pretty cool but i never uh i never woke up early enough on weekends to catch <laughs> that's it right so Five thirty in the morning yeah so i never caught it until it came on tsunami and then you know as they say the rest is history Right. So it came on tsunami.
0: When did it? I believe it began in late '98. They started yeah. playing the seasons one and two redubs again, mm-hmm. and they recycled, when I watching it. Yeah, they recycled those. Yeah, they recycled those for like a year, and a lot of people got re-dubs into it then, Wait. even though it was still just you know those stuff that had played in syndication. And then in '99, that's when season three began with all the new stuff, and that yeah. brought in a ton more fans.
2: Will I forget the chronology. Uh, okay. Um. Did it go on VHS first, or was it on TV first? I think it was on tape first, because I remember your shitstorm on you your site. Are you talking about Season 3?
0: Yeah, I'm talking about Season yeah, 3. Yeah, Season 3 <laughs> did come out on VHS first. There were at least the two Ginyu tapes by the time it aired on TV. There might have even been one or two Frieza tapes. Okay, I think
1: there were actually, like, four Frieza tapes by the time it came on TV.
0: I know. You know, you're right, because I remember writing something about Piccolo's voice before the episode started airing. Those are in the days when we still bought dub tapes, just to hear the dub voices and whine about the dub voices?
2: That was We paid money to whine. We did. That was strange. So
0: you started up this site, and I believe it started on just your AOL space too, right? Yep. Yeah, I know what that's like. Hells yeah. <laughs> Members.aol.com slash insert name here.
1: Two megabytes of space.
0: That's right. You know, I think it's still only two unless you upgrade to their special members thing where you get a whopping ten. It's, like, not even worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Now, the big thing I remember about your site, even back in 1999, was just the advanced design skills. Now, we were all coding in, like, AOL Word Maker homepage thing, and the really advanced people like Mary were using, like, front page later on. Oh, no, no, I
2: was... I was Netscape composer Still, for a bit. I was and then, too and then eventually moved on to front page. But yeah, nothing beat Ugh, the look of D V Z season three, the website. You had rollovers and we were like, <gasps> Holy crap What
0: is this strange technology you speak of? <laughs> so what is it that you were doing back in ninety nine that the rest of us were like, eh, too lazy to do?
1: In ninety nine I was uh I've just I was just experimenting with Photoshop a lot. Uh, what I would do is I would design the whole layout. In Photoshop, and then I would cut it up into separate panels, and then you know, just come up with ideas for animating. I'd look up like JavaScript codes online and whatnot. So.
2: Wow, that seems really ahead of its time. I didn't even learn that technique until like 2001 ish yeah. or 2000. 2000- that was a standard for a while, and now everyone
0: just does it via CSS. But
2: yeah, but for back then, that was yeah, that pretty was big. Pretty shit. advanced.
0: <laughs> now I actually have the site up here in a window via archive.org. So, I can look around it and pretend we're back in 1999, and it's fantastic. So, I don't know how much you remember about your own site, but you had your main page, you also had news, primarily about the dub, but you also had some other things like uh, media and DBZ info. Now, I want to get to the media in a little bit, but just in general, what kind of other stuff did you have up on the website?
1: Um, it was, you know, the biggest outlet, I guess, was just, you know, for some reason, people wanted to hear my opinions. I don't really know why. I don't know how I got so big. It was just, <laughs> you know, it was a cool layout, I guess. And I just kind of, I was like, hey, you know, check out my site. It was a, it was a cool layout. And I like, <laughs> you know. Wow. It's a selling point. So, it's such 14-year-old kid grammar. And it's like, I was like, all right. All you right, know, whatever. I'm
0: looking here, and it is written relatively well for, you know, us back in 98, 99. It's
2: got today's 14-year-olds beat by a mile.
0: <laughs> oh, my oh, God. God.
1: Indeed. <laughs> got uh, today's I read some of it recently, and I was I was cringing at it. Oh, I I know what that's like to try <laughs> yeah, and go back and read stuff.
0: It makes me cry. And the funny thing is, it's not that I disagree with a lot of the well, stuff. It's just written poorly. Yeah. It's
2: like, what just... was I thinking? That's not a <laughs> sentence. Good God. So,
0: what did you enjoy talking about with season three? I know for me, I can specifically remember, and I know Mary remembers. She didn't even know me at the time. I, I was homesick from school when those Season 3 tapes came in, and I wrote this, you know, I'm a nerd, and I'm bad, this makes me puke. Yeah, <laughs> and <man. laughs> and that, that's what I did. But you kind of took it a little more. You had uh, you had some episode summaries and all that sort of stuff on the VHS covers. What did you really enjoy doing with uh, this Season 3 material?
1: Again, it, it really comes down to, like, the graphic design part about it. Like, it was really just, uh, you know way for me to experiment with all these different creative graphic ideas and i you know i was in love with dragon ball z back then so i figured i still am but not as much but right you know just good way to combine two things i really liked
0: i can totally see that i mean i'm looking at some pictures here and you have rounded edges which was big back then you get some drop shadows and even your main navigation is kind of a techie with lines and the dragon ball would hover over there it was just a very advanced design for its time and it was just aesthetically pleasing for people that was kind of different for dragon ball back then
2: But i think the content of the site itself was very unique nothing ever existed like that before in the dbz web community just having a, a site about a season and new material that's- yeah it was
0: specific but it did also have other stuff too i want to take it into the media here there's kind of two specific things one is the general what we would consider now like amv trailers and that kind of stuff that you were doing and then also i want to talk about the fan dub uh at some point okay Back then, you know, I wasn't even into AMVs yet. Mary, you started in 98. You started with two VCRs and stuff. I started
2: with two VCRs in 98, moved on to premiere in 1999. What I want to talk about with skits is there's one specific thing
0: I remember that just shocked me. Back when Season 3 was about to premiere on Cartoon Network, they played this promo where it kind of zooms in from a hallway onto this central piece where scenes from the first two seasons are playing in the middle Mm -hmm. and it's kind of hollow sounding and it gets bigger as it zooms in and then it full screens and starts playing scenes from the new season. Now I remember you made one of these promoting season four, I believe with the trunk stuff. And this is back in 99, 2000. I don't even remember when exactly season four would have been. I think it 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 been 2000 2000, because even those DVDs came out in 2000. Yeah. Yeah, it was the point here is, we didn't even open After Effects for many, many years later, and here we've got Skits doing this stuff in 2000 that just makes our jaws drop even now. Which
3: Ahead
1: is, of his time.
0: Yeah. What the hell were you
1: doing? Um, actually, I didn't even... That was all done in uh, Premiere.
0: Was
2: it really? I can see that, yeah. Was it... Uh, like, if you're smart enough, you, you know, know how to use and, those tools.
1: Yeah, it was just motion settings and adjusting the the shape of it, and, the, you know, I was just experimenting with it, and it... End up looking you know decent so
0: and well, especially when things you know back then our videos were at the biggest 320 by 240. So <laughs> you can kind of fudge some of that stuff back then with yeah, the mask. Yeah, I think that was uh, 1,600
1: uh, or, or 1,600. The 160 160 by one
0: twenty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what caster's standard was for videos back then. What about you, Mary? I had
2: some crazy, insane, oh, and non-standard players, numbers. So you
0: just picked arbitrary uh, numbers and shit.
2: Pretty much. I'll have to look when we're done. But <laughs> I I know the motion menus in Premiere, and I know how not fun it is to set oh, the little yes. anchors for... When you're trying to especially the change old the shape. premiere versions. Oh my god, is that tedious? You know, admittedly, I haven't even touched Pro yet at all. That's so. true. We're stuck oh wait, at no, six, that's not true. We touched it at Iron Editor. No, we didn't. We used did <gasps> 6 five. Really? Yeah. Uh, see, I don't even know what we do in the last year, <laughs> so never mind. Oh wow. What other kind of trailer things were you doing at
0: the time? That's the big one that sticks out in my mind. But I know you had lots of other videos.
1: Um, I just made a couple. I remember when season three ended, like. When my site was closing, I made music video with some like techno song for some GameCube game that was supposed to come out but never came out. And the, actually, the first, the very first music video I made was uh, for Movie Five, and I took a uh, fan mm. subs. I just cut out the the black uh, bars on the top and bottom, and I did it actually to the Movie Five uh, closing song.
0: That was uh-huh. a big thing back then. A
1: lot of people were using
0: uh, the DBZ songs. I know both Mary and Caster did a video to Unmei no He. Yeah. Super Saiyan Two Gohan song, uh, music videos in the DBZ web community were strange back then because they were in their own little world, and everyone got to kind of progress at their own rate and have fun. Well, that's true. There
2: wasn't a centralized community the way there is now. We we definitely were in our own little world.
0: I wouldn't consider myself part of it because yeah. I didn't do. It. I didn't even like them. Was that the only music video that you did? The like a true music video?
1: Um, probably. I, yeah, that one and the one I did on. Uh... Season 3 site. But then mm-hmm. outside of that I made a bunch of uh, like fan uh, tsunami promos.
0: Right. That's mostly what I remember. Yeah. The other big one I want to talk about, and this actually just came up on our forum again. I found this on a CD. People have been mm-hmm. talking about doing their own little fan dub. And I said, yeah, oh, you guys are that. seven years too late here. <laughs> <laughs> this was a big production for the day. Tell me a little bit how this got started and who was involved and what you did with it.
1: Alright, well uh it was me and John Allen. I remember he was uh he's good friends with me through my site and he sent me actually if you were to check my site, he was the only or that site was the only place where you could get his imitations of uh you know his Dragon Ball Z voices and then, you know, he became the legendary Pink Hat guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um so yeah we were just talking we had this idea to you know try to dub Dragon Ball Zero on way cuz you know like many other people at the time weren't very satisfied with what Funimation was doing so uh actually I I couldn't even believe how I did it now cuz it's so <laughs> it's so rigged I was using uh I was doing all my audio mixing on one a single track in the program uh, gold wave I don't know if you're familiar with yeah that. but uh it definitely wasn't easy, and if I could go back, I definitely would have found a much smarter way to do it, <laughs> because it was way too too much time con- consuming. Yeah. Um, and then we approached uh, you about it, and you said you'd do a little feature on your site as a feature section.
0: So. I did? I don't remember this at all. Now I'm going yeah. to
2: have to archive.org oh, wow. your site. Find all I remember these this.
1: Goodies. I remember how you guys had the fan dub up on the site. And
0: I, I vaguely remember this. <laughs> <laughs> this is before... Was I already Dizent at this yeah. point? No. Yes. Yeah,
1: I think it was your very first feature, actually.
2: <laughs> I'm
1: going to go dig that up. I'm going to go dig <laughs> that up.
0: <laughs> now, I also remember that another old, old, old friend, uh, Pyro...
2: Oh, my God. It's a name I haven't heard in
0: years. Yeah. he. Whose voices did he do? He did Gohan? I think that was uh, it,
1: right? I believe, yeah, just Gohan.
0: Yeah. And now, fans of Daizenshu EX, if you've checked out the rumor guide, we do have this little thing where way back when we had Pyro, I believe his name is Matt. I had him record some voices and say that Saffron Henderson was coming back in Season 3 to do Gohan, and Chris Saros (laughs) of Uncensored was the only one to figure it out Wow! fun times back then. Well, the point was he did a good Saffron Henderson, so kind of had him do the little line for Gohan in there.
1: Wasn't it like an April Fool's gimmick or something?
0: I think it actually was. I don't remember. I'm sure I have the files Mm. somewhere.
1: Pancakes.
0: (laughs) Wow, kicking old school there.
3: Oh yes.
0: So we got the fan we've got is it just John and Matt that did the voices for it? I mean, John did pretty much everyone. He did Vegeta, he did nineteen. Did he also do twenty and goodin?
1: Yeah, he did he did everyone. No shit. Wow.
0: So you did all the audio mixing in one track (laughs) after you got everyone's voices. What would you do for the music and the sound effects?
1: For the music, I took uh, the five CD set. Right. And uh, what I did was I actually had the loop part of the track because that's how, how it happens. Right. I remember that. I remember you talking about the audio
0: that it wasn't as it appears on the CD and it took a bunch of work.
1: Yeah, so I had, to, I had to line up the timing of that you know, try it a million times again because I'm only working with one track. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, just trying to mix in the... Uh, it, was, it was terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so this thing came out and I apparently I featured it on my site. <laughs> do we remember anything else? I'm sure you guys do. I apparently don't remember shit. But what went on with this? Where else did it go? What, what did we do with it?
1: Oh, we just, we just put it on your site, and I think that's that's it. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I
3: remember it being said in the context of showing Funimation what a good gub could sound like. Yeah, yeah
1: that, that sounds right. That's about it, though. Yeah. Now, I remember
0: that it was using fan sub footage, so there were some subtitles at the bottom, because that stuff wasn't out uh, domestically yet. I believe it might have aired on TV, because we're comparing Vegeta's lines about... Artificial humans feeling fear and all that stuff. Oh, we should say what scene it was. It's the scene where we oh, first yes. see Vegeta turn Super Saiyajin for the first time.
3: That one. Somebody did a pretty good Brian Drummond impression.
0: That would be John. Oh, never mind. Unless you're never talking mind. about Brian Drummond. Because <laughs> I hear he does a pretty good impression. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So that was kind of the big thing. And if you don't mind, I'd actually like to put that back up for download. Um Along with the podcast, so people could see what was going on back in back in the day. That'd be great. That'd be cool. All right. How about I replace the video with DVD footage and I keep the audio?
1: Yeah, that'd be even better. And you know, you could probably line it up a little better too. Because again,
0: <laughs> gotcha. Dragon Box DVD footage. Uh, we'll see. Okay. I have I have the Funimation disc. That's probably all I have right now of that. Oh, okay. I don't have all the Dragon Box stuff.
1: I even saw the the Dragon Box. I mean, if you're putting on a 320 MPEG online. Right, exactly. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Anymore. Colors
2: will look better, but that's about it. <laughs> All right, cool. So people can look forward to that and seeing what was going on back then. Which ah. is um, perfectly coinciding with what's going on on your forum right now. Yeah, everyone They're wants organizing to do their dumb. own fan dub, so yeah. they can see what you know people back in the day were churning out <laughs> good stuff.
0: Well, I want to move on a little bit and talk about DragonBall.org. So what was Dragonball.org, and what happened?
1: Um, Dragonball.org was actually, it was uh, because I did the Season 3 site, and it was very, you know, focused on Season 3. I was like, hey, why don't I give my hand at a full, you know, just general Dragon Ball Z site with all, right as as much content as I wanted, not being restricted. So it actually started out with uh, me and Caster. We started, or Caster and I, I should say, we started working on it. um, And then about halfway through that, he ends up telling me, uh, that he started working on his uh, Ginga Girigiri Giri site. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I became a little heartbroken, so we parted ways. Uh-huh. Uh, I ended up meeting up with uh, Nerf. I forgot what his website was. It was uh, like a Dragon Ball Z comedy website. Um, oh, name is very, very vaguely familiar.
2: Oh, man, I'm sure if I look through my archives, I probably have old links yeah. to something like that, because I recognize that name. Uh, and again,
0: listeners, I started my site in 98. Mary, you were about 97, 98, too. I was 98. Yeah. We've been around a long time. We can't remember anything anymore. <laughs> As seen by my not remembering that the fandup was on my site.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you teamed up with this Nerf dude.
1: Yeah, and uh, we just – we had a website. Actually, this was right before the, the big internet crash of 2000. Right. And actually, uh, it was a little – a little underhanded Because I, I made it I actually wanted to uh, Make some money off it Because I heard about What ha- was happening With Planet Namek with With right. Mystery Make You know <laughs> Making a decent Amount of You know Cash off
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rumors that he was buying a small country somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I almost like the site was was huge when it came out. uh Like the first, the first day it came out, I had like ten thousand unique visitors or something. That it, <laughs>
0: it was great. That was regular so, back then.
1: Yeah, that's true too. It was just you know people had already heard of heard of me, so they're like, oh, this right. His uh, next thing's about. So I had that going for me. Right. But it. It only lasted for a few months because the host I was on ended up, uh, going, you know, going down and, uh... All went too familiar. Oh, yes. <laughs> and was that it once the host went down? Yeah, that was it. Well, I was going to start up again. Actually, I had a couple couple features. I might actually send this to you. I have a interview with uh, Chris Sabat. Oh, no kidding. It's a three-page interview. It's pretty good. Um, you could, yeah, I'll give it to you if you want. You can put it on your site. Sweet. Um...
2: You're getting all this content now.
0: Yeah, right. You
2: don't have to do any work.
0: <laughs> all I got to do is talk to people, and they send me shit. I love it.
2: Well, what happened
1: to the domain name? Is that still yours? Oh, the, the <laughs> <laughs> I I forgot to renew it. <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm kind of kicking myself for that one because it's a uh, you know now it's like some you know just some search engine or some search right company that buys all the domain names. So
0: right. How did you, Oops. did no one actually own Dragonball.org? That astounds me.
1: Actually, th- that's kind of a good story in itself. Huh? Sweet. Well, it's not that good, but uh, <laughs> what happened was I saw that it was available, and I was like, oh, my God, no way, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go buy this next, like, as soon as I can. So I went to go, like, a couple days later, and it was gone. And I was like, oh, man, I missed it. Yeah. But I ended up emailing the owner, and he heard of my Season 3 site – and he's like, well, you know, if you want it, I'll sell it to you. So he sold it to me for like 50 bucks. I was no like, right. kidding. Yeah.
0: Wow. See, that's yeah. another good thing about getting popular is people maybe not give you stuff, but <laughs> you get it pretty cheap. It's always nice. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you doing now?
1: Um, Talking with you guys. <laughs> right, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're not running the Dragon Ball site anymore, though? Or? No, no. Um, I'm actually... I'm working on something... Um, I'm not sure when it's going to go up, uh, or if it even will, but I'm working on a little Dragon Ball piece of web, web material. <laughs>
0: okay. We'll look forward to that eventual debut. And you and right. I were talking a couple of weeks ago about Dragon Ball video games and you were saying, oh, you know, I haven't really played any lately. And what, what's a good one? What's been out lately?
1: Have you picked any up? Um, I have not, I've ah. actually, cause I wanted to get, I want to get the, the one for Wii, but I have to get a Wii first, so <laughs> I'm waiting on that. Gotcha. Wii! We love our Wiis.
2: I'm thinking about it right now. I am um. too.
0: <laughs> well, I'm going to transition it over to the auction here, cause you got some stuff for sale. That is true. You have the entire collection of the Dazenshu, plus the original Remember DBZ versions of the two Dragon Ball GT Perfect File
1: books. Yes. Um, they're going on auction on December 10th, which is probably when this will be...
0: Yeah, this the... should be coming out on the 10th exactly.
1: Okay, so, uh, yeah, all 10 of the original books, um, the two GT books. I got them to got them maybe... 2000, yeah, I think in 2000. So, um, you know, I just, uh, I still can't read Japanese, so that's one of the things. <laughs> and, and, you know, need a little extra cash, so, you know, Sweet. why not?
0: And as a Daisenshu EX exclusive, we're throwing in two video games with this. When it reaches a certain price point, we are throwing in Idai Noru Doragomoru Densetsu for the PlayStation one Japanese, legends. that is just legends as everyone calls it. And then when we reach another price point, I am throwing in Idainoru Songoku Densetsu for the PC engine. And as we've said a couple times, these are the original Japanese versions of the actual games. No bootlegs, no nothing here. Um, and both systems are emulatable on a computer pretty easily these days. And we really don't have a problem with you emulating a computer. Or emulating a computer. Yeah, that's how it works. Emulating a video game system on the computer. Especially with. All, yeah, if you own the game. Especially with these uh, new DMCA exceptions. It almost makes it acceptable, kind of, sort of, at least for the PC
2: engine. <laughs> Are we calling this Abandonware? Uh, We'll
0: call the PC Engine Abandonware, yeah. All right. Uh, PS1, not so much. No. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, do it anyways. And you know what? Now that it's the 10th, we're going to say maybe we're going to throw something else in with this. Regardless of the price, not telling you what it is. It's something Japanese Dragon Ball related. You're not gonna know, but you definitely want to check out this auction. So where can they Are you find trying it? Trying to sell me, Mike? Um, <laughs> yes, you can have Julian. This is gonna be no. up on eBay, right?
1: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be on eBay. Uh, you could find the link uh, on skitzero dot slash complete. Sweet. And we'll of course, you know, have a link to everything on the site and the show
0: notes, and we'll put something up on the main page. We'll get it out there. So make sure you check that out. All 10 Daisenshu. I mean, that alone is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, especially coming in in 2007. The stuff, you just really can't find that easily anymore. So definitely check that shiznit out. And that's all I got for you. All right. <laughs> so thanks oh so much for hanging with us. We definitely want to have you around in the future because you're cool and we still admire all your old stuff. Oh, well, thank you. Well, thanks, and that check out that auction. And uh, check out that fan dub. I'll try to get that up. i will have a link to that. And uh, anyone else have any closing thoughts or questions for Skits? I think you pretty much nailed everything. I nail. Yep. I nailed it with my Wii. You nailed him. Yeah, he nailed it. <laughs> well, thanks so much, and yeah. uh, for the rest of you podcast listeners, we're gonna turn it over now into Julian with his DBZ ABCs. <laughs> Julian, we have reached the end of the alphabet.
3: So we have.
0: We are up to the letter Z, and what do you have for us? Yes, well, I have, coincidentally, the letter Z. Hey, fancy
3: that. Yes. Well, it is a fairly important letter in the cosmology of the Dragon Ball universe, because as you know, there is a series entitled Dragon Ball Z. Yes, perhaps you've heard of it. Have I? I hope so. I I suppose I have. (laughs) So what you have here is, of course, the manga, which went until it ended just as Dragon Ball. In Japan, of course. Right. Uh, Viz split it up according to where the anime is, but that's a separate story. So um, the anime, made by Toy Animation, gets to the end of the Piccolo stuff at the, the 23rd Budokai and decides they're going to change the name. Now, they did consult Toriyama with this, and he suggested the letter Z. Why? Because he wanted fans to think that it was almost over. <laughs> uh, that didn't work out so well for him. <laughs> but that's why it's there. Right. And it's crept its way into a variety of things in the Dragon Ball universe. For example, there is ZTV, the television network that broadcasts the cell game. Right. The term Z, uh, Zetto Senshi, or Z-Warriors, which I believe is only something you see in um, TV show Norfolk Right, comics. and
0: I think you mostly only hear it from the narration standpoint. Mm.
3: And, of course, Urutura Zetto, the Ultra Z. Aye,
2: aye, the... aye,
3: aye, Yeah, <laughs> nobody knows what an Ultra Z is. I don't think it, you're supposed to know what it I is. I hope you're not supposed to. And then, of course, there is the famed magical cat, Z. That's true. being the Nekomajin, who is not (laughs) technically part of Dragon Ball, but uh, shares enough traits with it as well as a few characters. You're forgetting one other thing? Am I? The Z-Sword. Oh, yes. The Z-Sword itself. How could I forget the Z-Sword?
0: I don't know. How could you?
3: I bet bet it's your fault. How
0: (laughs) could you? Wait a minute. Why is it my fault? Because
3: you're Mike. Yeah, why not? But anyway, so you've got this letter Z that sort of infiltrates its way into basically... The entire series after that point, but that's why. Yeah. Or on a completely random note, there is another anime that is now going. <laughs> I was just Gee. gonna bring this Dragon <laughs> Ball Z. <route. laughs> after close to a hundred episodes of pure filler um a certain anime or other about a ninja is getting a new series with canon stuff from the manga but it's getting a different name it's, it's not exactly so not
0: the same thing the entire manga is simply called one thing then at some point tv animation studio decides hey we're gonna change the name of the tv show got to announce to
3: people that they actually have more story to tell now <laughs> instead of making up as they go along please come back
0: we have cool characters now <laughs> right (laughs) they lost me a long time ago Mm -hmm. but yeah that's that's what's going on very sweet so that concludes essentially dbz abcs and where will it go next week well that is a surprise you'll just have to tune in and find out what becomes of the dbz abcs and on that note mary it is time for your top five list Mary, your top five list this week.
2: This is a fan-suggested top five list. Um, It is. I'm I'm quite happy and pleased and surprised at how many emails that we got based on my little toss-aside comment from the last episode where I said, hey, if you have top five list ideas, please email them to us. Well, we got quite a lot.
0: We did. We are taking a particular um, idea from Song Goharoto. Quite an interesting fusion we have here. And Mary, this is going to be the top five global
2: catastrophe moments. Doesn't get any more specific than that. It doesn't. Well, but I'm it, sure it could. It lends itself to some devastatingly funny moments. Yeah, because some of these are funny. Oh, you they know, I laughed because uh, I'm evil. That's true.
0: You're desensitized to all violence. <laughs> that's true. Mary, the number five global, we'll say catastrophic moment.
2: Uh, this is catastrophic on a political level and i believe we had a nice rant about this <laughs> did, very 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 early on in the podcast uh i can't recall the number but it was pretty damn funny anyway this is when piccolo die mal would you say he stages a coup yes i would okay <laughs> well he does that he he usurps power from the king Dog. Does he have a name, or is he just the king? He's the king. He's the king. Of Earth. Yeah, pretty much, which is a pretty damn big role. It is. I don't <laughs> know what it, he does, but... He he wears glasses, and he sits at a desk, and he's very important and busy, we assume. And, so anyway... Until
0: a certain demon lord comes and takes Yeah, it. and
2: one must assume that as the king of Earth you probably have a pretty damn big amount of power, yeah. which uh, Piccolo Daimao just kind of took. On the plus side, he didn't do as much damage as he probably could have, which is why this is at number five. But the implications uh-huh. for, for the damages that could have ensued... It was kind of indirect
0: because, you know, people were acting as his minions. One of my favorite scenes are those three kids, and they all have the ma symbol, and eventually it turns from kanji to hiragana to katakana. Oh, man, it was funny. I love that I remember when we watched
2: that when we first got the DVDs, and you know we were cracking up because it's like, oh, wow, we know enough Japanese to know that that's a joke. (laughs) I'm laughing now. Well, number four. Ah, this is a bit more destructive. It is. Not political in any sense. It's not quite a global catastrophe, but one has to wonder about the size of the actual Dragon Ball world. Yeah. Like, I think in size it should feel like the same size as Earth, but when you play all the video games and you're flying around, it seems a lot smaller. (laughs) It's true. So I'm going to assume that the, the damage done in this item is bigger than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that's uh, cell showing up and sucking up the entire populations of cities. Yeah, particularly Ginger Town, but then onwards. Yes, um, leaving piles and piles of clothes behind. That's just rude. Well, then he has his pick of fashion, so I think that was his true motivation. Uh, he oh, he yeah. can't wear any of those outfits.
0: That's also true.
2: They have like a Hulk thing going on where like he can wear the pants, and that's, that's <laughs> about it. Well, on that note,
0: we're going to move on to the number three global catastrophic moment. Okay, this
2: is getting into a bit more global here. Yeah. And very, very deadly. This is Boo killing almost everyone on Earth. Yeah,
0: that, that'll that that'll be up there. This is uh, quote-unquote super Boo mm-hmm. by this point. And uh, he's getting a little bored, and he's up there at Kami's Palace. Raises a hand in the air, and his, you know, human genocide attack he just kills most people on Earth.
2: You know, that Boo arc pretty much had some huge, you know, global scale destruction. It did, and we'll get to that. Oh, oh yes,
0: we shall. We'll move, we'll move on from there. Your number two, it, it I, kind of involves the same amount of people.
2: Yes, but I don't, I also, it's the same amount of people, but I don't want to think of it as a cop-out answer, but because it's part of the story, I can't discount it. It was shown. It was something. shown, yeah, exactly. So, it counts. So this is a Genzo Ningen terrorizing the Earth in the alternate timeline, and have they it. were
0: just playing a game, which makes it really evil.
2: That makes it really twisted, right? <laughs> which makes it very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> makes for good danger. Well, now we've got number one, and I have to say, it
0: honestly does not get much more catastrophic than this, right?
2: Because uh, <laughs> when you run into this, you run into nothing. Um, and that is no more Earth, thanks to Boo Chibi Boo. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> no more planet. Teehee. <laughs> Teehee. Well, yeah, maybe he'd say teehee. He very well may. If he could talk, he would say teehee. He would say teehee.
0: Yeah, the Earth, uh, when it's no more, it can't become more catastrophic. So goodbye, Earth.
2: So, yeah, like I was saying, the Boo saga has a pretty damn huge amount of apocalyptic moments there. It does.
0: Now, Mary, you and I were talking earlier, and we came up with something that should have been a global catastrophic moment. Because of the repercussions, but nothing happened. Right. And this is very bad because it scientifically makes no sense.
2: Yes. And we were referring to the moon being destroyed. Shouldn't the tides get all fucked up and then everything goes haywire? And Instead, the only repercussion we get is a oh, man-wolf being pissed <laughs> off for a bit. And I guess that's a personal catastrophe, but
0: certainly not, not, global. not global. Sweet. Well, well, Mary. That was fun. That was... The first user-submitted
2: top yes, five list I idea. I look forward to using more user-suggested top five lists because it makes my work easier. Indeed But it also brings something fresh to the table, and Lord knows my brain is far from it. Yeah, she's old.
0: She doesn't know where she is. Oh, my. Well, if you want to send in some ideas for Mary, go ahead and do so. We got the contact information at the end of the episode. So thank you, Mary. You're welcome. And now it's time to move it on over into releases coming out on December 13th.
3: Yes, coming out on December 13th, we have Dragon Ball Z Volume 6 and 7, La Saga de Frisa. This is episodes 41 to 48 and 49 to 56 for uh, 24.95 in euros each. Uh, this, of course, is the Spanish Spanish um, dub, plus a few other dubs uh, that are languages spoken on the Iberian Peninsula. And so these can be found at sonadvde.com. If you want to find more information about them, right? Too. Um, and we should say yep. that
0: these are, uh, if not Dragon Box style masters, they're they're up there. They're uh, kind of remastered, nice looking. And That's yep. always cool. Well, Mary, how about on December twentieth? What's coming out?
2: All right, making with the hot musicness. It's something, hopefully, that won't suck. Yeah. I'm really keeping my fingers crossed for this one. I know. This is a Dragon Ball Z Best Remix 2006 one-half special. It can be found at various Japanese music sites. I'll have a link up to that in the show notes. And it goes for 2,600 yen-ish. Ish.
0: It's a little over 20 bucks, And uh, if you want to look it up on some other places yourself, if you have a preferred place that you get CDs from, the catalog number is COCX-34074. And this is uh, a remix CD consisting of, I believe, 14 tracks. It's a mixing of uh, opening, ending themes, and also some image songs. So cool shiz. And that takes care of December. So now we're going to move on to the email. And we're back to just Mike and Mary here. It's lonely. It's lonely here. Lonely and quiet. Someone can save us. We're going to take care of one email this week, because we like to have Julian do the emails, but we wanted to do at least one email. This comes to us from Ludwin, and uh, here's what Ludwin has to say. Hey. Hey. This is my first time emailing, but I've been listening for a while. I was wondering... I know Mr. Satan is supposed to be really weak, but he would have to be at least a little good to get so popular. What do you guys think?
2: Does he mean a little bit strong? Was that an incomplete sentence?
0: Well, I'm not sure. <laughs> so here's the deal. Mr. Satan, what do we think about him? We know that he won, I believe, the 24th Tenkaichi Budokai. So after the 23rd, which was Goku versus Ma Jr., um, they kind of said lots of things blow up and lots of people die. Maybe we should stop this for a while. So apparently at some point there was a 24th Tenkaichi Budokai and apparently Mr. Satan won this and this is how he became popular and uh, everyone knew him when it came to the cell game time and all that stuff going on. He was kind of like Earth's Mr. Awesome champion dude because apparently everyone forgot about Goku and all the other past Budokai uh, competitors. So we know he won, which means he fought a bunch of just regular people. He is very, very strong for... Just a dude.
2: Yes, and he seems to kind of have the, if not behaviors, and at least the fighting techniques of your standard pro wrestler. Yeah, I and mean, he, I, I guess he does a little bit of martial arts. It's kind of like a weird bastardization of like <laughs> all these things combined. It's true. So yeah, when you put him next
0: to Goku, if you put him next to Kudanin, put him next to, put him next to Yajirobe, he's not all that hot. But for just a regular guy who can't fly, can't really use key attacks or anything, for just a regular guy, he is damn strong. Although his daughter proves to be much stronger. Yeah... What happened there? You think she just fell in with the right crowd at the right oh, time? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Her superhero boyfriend probably helped a lot too. Well, that's true because he taught her how to control her key a little mm-hmm. bit. And to Mr. Satan, it's all just mumbo jumbo. So. Did I say gibberish?
0: I meant to say gibberish. So uh, that that's really it. He's, he's a strong guy for just a dude. I love your phrase, Mary. I just want to say it over and over I know, God.
2: Over, it's he's like just a dude. You know, I try to be a little bit original. Just and then I have it, it, it all from you. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I have nothing left to my name. Well, that answers Ludwin's question. We got lots more emails. We're going to try and catch up on some on the next episode. But if you would love to send in a question or a comment or anything you want, we would love to get it. Very easy. Podcast at com. And that's pretty much going to wrap up the episode. Sweetness. Next week, I don't know. We got a a weird schedule coming up this weekend. I want to try and get something done. I really want to get the Jump Ultimate Stars review done. I don't know if that's going to be the next episode. I'd like it to be, but I need to coordinate things with people. It's tough because we'd have to record record Wednesday. We'd have to record like now. (laughs) I need to have it done yesterday in order to have it work properly. So look forward definitely within the next episode or two for the Jump Ultimate Stars full review, the Nintendo DS game. A lot of other great stuff uh, coming up for you. It's going to require some work, though. So maybe the holidays are going to slow down with reviews and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll, maybe we'll do some more discussions over the next couple of weeks. True. That'll Yeah, because we are
2: going to be not in the state very.
0: A lot. So, uh, Mary. Yeah. Thank you for joining at least me and myself and Julian earlier with the other segments. Yeah, it was really hard to walk across the apartment. Uh, I know it's tough for you. I got to drag you away from the wee. <laughs> you like,
2: oh, Link. Oh. Oh, link. I'll be back my darling.
0: Uh, Soon, But you can't play anymore because I have work for you to do for this podcast Oh, oh shit, right yeah.
2: Now. Okay, then let's shut up so I can get to work. All right. Mary,
0: you can be found at Temple O' Trunks, an interesting website that you can
2: find at... Interesting is a nice word. Anyway, it it's uh, wwwt Templeotrunks.com.
0: That is correct. And then there's Julian and myself, who you can find at daizenshu-e-x... And that is a website. It is a podcast. We also got things like a chat and a forum, like all the other great sites. It's a way of life. It, that is also true as well. Check out our guides. We have our transformation guide. We have our music database. We have all our great lyrics. We've got our great tidbit section, um, which I go crazy with every time there's a new video game taking screencasts. Check all that shit out. Dizenturex, www.dai aize dot com that's DizX dot com I think that's gonna wrap it up here for episode 55 of the podcast so thanks to Mary thanks to Skits and thanks to Julian and for all of the aforementioned and myself I am Mike Labrie Fijito EX and I am an arms dealer fitting you with weapons in the form of WORDS, words. <咳><咳>大全週